Rank Draft Trade. Welcome back to the Rank Draft Trade podcast. I'm your hostess, Gina Noble. You can find me on X or the app formerly known as Twitter at NobleG underscore FF. And I'm so excited because we have the almost real Papa, Papa Bear Claw, Mike, <laughs> back in the house. So for those of you who have been patiently awaiting his re-arrival, <laughs> his resurgence, his comeback, don't call it a comeback, Mr. Papa Bear Claw, you can find him on the app formerly known as Twitter at underscore Papa Bear Claw and Mike. Welcome back. Thank you. What is X? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so tired of having to say the app formerly known as Twitter because I is feel... Is it called X? It is called X. That's what it's called. No way. Yes, way. You can't call something a letter. I know, but like Prince was a was a picture, so that's why, you know, he was the artist formerly known as Prince, so I've just been going with the app formerly known as Twitter. That works. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. He was a symbol, not a picture, but a symbol. It's good to be back. Mm-hmm. And we all three have one. Triple X. Triple X, yeah. yeah. We're like triple X. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. This just took a turn. <laughs> We're five minutes into this podcast and it took a turn. Okay. Which, which hub are we on again? <laughs> Stream hub. Okay. And of course, we can't forget Mr. Nick James, also known as Iowa in the NFL on the X and Sleeper and who knows what other, what other streaming forums. What? <laughs> Why, thank you, Noble. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> Mike, you didn't know? So you, you leave for a couple of weeks and <laughs> it all breaks loose. What are we on? Wait, what are we on now, guys? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we have something really cool in store for you today and I'm going to defer to Nick to explain to you all what is going to be happening. Get excited. Nick, over to you. Let's go. Wait, real quick. You know, we've, we've done this like five times. Mm-hmm. I, I, know you, I know you know what we're doing. This time it's going to be a little bit of a twist. Previously, we've done by position. Looking forward to next year. We're trying to rank ahead of time. This one, we're going to go through the top 120 players over the next five episodes. It will cross the duration of the regular fantasy football season. We're going to do 24 players at a time. And this is going to be the first one through 24. And then we're going to do 24 players at a time each after that. We will be drafting like we went forward into the future to September 2024. We're sitting in a startup. The preseason is over. The NFL draft is over. Combine, college playoffs, NFL playoffs, long gone. We're drafting a startup. What order are we taking the players? This draft will be us projecting forward, trying to think what we would be picking in the future for 2024 and beyond in a dynasty startup today. You can use this information to help you when you're trying not to lose too much in the future, making a trade for a win now, or whether you're trying to build for the future in a rebuild. Being able to go through these and project forward and think forward as far as what the future might look like will hopefully be able to help all the listeners. All right, awesome. Yep, this is going to be fun. We, of course, love mock drafting, even when I get sniped of my favorite players. (laughs) Got (laughs) them. Sniped by ADP. Oh, so mad. (laughs) We'll get to that. Anyway, so I am up first because, you know, that number one slot seems to always be me. Mm-hmm. Inequivocally. Yes. Yeah. Was that the word I made up? <laughs> I don't know. It's close. It was close. <laughs> it might be the real word. <laughs> so going at the 101, I think 
most would agree with this pick, but I went Patrick Mahomes. I do want to mention too, this is assumed 12 team super flex. Is that it? Yes. His 12 team super flex are the assumptions as if we're in that kind of a draft, which is your normal PPR. We're going to make the assumption that it is non-TEP as well. So tight end premium, we'll talk a little bit about it as we go through where that might affect things. But uh, the, the assumptions here are that it is non-tight end premium, 12 team super flex and dynasty PPR. Thank you, Nick. Yes. So at the 101, of course, with it being a super flex league, I tend to lean quarterback when I lean quarterback quarterback right now as it stands I'm going Patrick Mahomes 100% of the time so Patrick Mahomes at the 101 not really sure there's much argument I mean maybe there's a couple other QBs you could go but I think most people would pick Mahomes this has been like a back and forth thing over the last couple years where it's like it's Mahomes it's Allen it's Mahomes it's Allen I don't know I kind of still feel like it is (laughs) when Mahomes is not one of the top three four five quarterbacks it's like he could try to start making arguments for other things but I mean this has to be the worst cast he's ever had but he's gaining followers just by proximity to Kelsey <laughs> via the Swifties. Please let's leave her <laughs> out of our podcast. What she was the whole game. Uh, it's so bad that they need to turn to country music or she's not even country music anymore. I don't know what she is. Pop. Hmm. My wife wasn't happy with Thank it. Thank you. I love your wife. <laughs> so I think in all reality it's possibly equivocably. <laughs> Or unequivocally. <laughs> the number one pick. <laughs> My nobleisms. I'd probably pick him first. Yeah, but it's going to be years before that changes. I mean, like, he's got his worst cast and you still want him first. I mean, his weapons probably aren't going to get any worse over time. So, good pick. I could see an argument for Nick's pick going here. Yep. Here with the 1.02, I picked Jalen Hurts, which might still be kind of a spicy take over Josh Allen, especially when they're both there towards the top. Really, I think it is this tier of three. This is a tier where I want to pick third so I can pick earlier in the second round. If that's the way the players fall, I guess. But honestly, I'm happy with any of the three is probably the best way to put it. But yeah, Jalen Hurts, I'm tush pushing him up to two. (laughs) Tush push. (laughs) I like it. I love some Jalen Hurts. So I would not be disappointed with any of these first four picks, really. I mean, yeah, I guess it could be four. I followed up Jalen Hurts with Josh Allen. QB1, he's been a top one, two, three pick over the last couple of years, so I still like him at three. He's done nothing differently or gotten old enough to the point where I'd have him drop out for me. He's currently the number one by average. Oh, yeah. And overall. So with our fourth pick, what we did is a consensus of the three of us. So we didn't have anybody drafting with us this time. It was just the three of us. And then we would do a consensus pick. So for the fourth pick here, we went with Justin Herbert, who has been doing great this season and has been strong. I think that was that's he's been a favorite of yours, Nick, hasn't he? Yep, he's always been kind of in this range. And he's currently sitting as the number two in average. So the number one and number two in average quarterbacks by your normal four-point passing touchdown scoring, the number one and number two are sitting at number three and number four for us. He does have a little bit. And that's why you look at average and not the total. Yeah, because bye weeks now. And he's quarterback 12 or 11 overall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Average much higher. And that's with Mike Williams. Mike Williams down. Quentin Johnston hasn't even been breaking out yet. Donald Parham's hurt. Eckler's been out. And Herbert's 
the QB2. Yeah. Sounds like this is a pretty solid bet for the fourth player off the board looking forward. He does have a fractured finger, but it's his non-throwing hand, and he had a pretty gruesome nail injury. Me as the nail tech out there, I just <laughs> wanted to slip that in there. <laughs> but I don't think that's going to be a problem due to the fact that it's not his throwing hand. If it was his throwing hand, we'd have a problem. What's he even do with that hand? Right. Like, he waves <laughs> to the crowd. Hey, look, he's got the playlist on it. I You're going to be able to see it even more because he's going to have a mm-hmm. metal splint on it. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's uh, that's your nail news with Knobleg. <laughs> that's, yes. <laughs> that's my gruesome nail news. I mean, we are getting into the Halloween season, so I might as well get gruesome. Uh-oh. All right. So moving right along, those are your top four quarterbacks. I opted to go with a wide receiver at the 105. Can't really go wrong with this guy, and that's Jay Jets. Justin Jefferson. He is currently going to be placed on the IR, I think I saw as of today. So I am going to shed a tear for the couple of leagues I have him in because that hurts pretty bad. But, you know, as Nick said, when we were when we were doing the mock draft, he made the comment about he, there could be an argument for Justin Jefferson at just about any position that you pick. But I picked him here. Super valuable to have on your Dynasty roster roster or reject anywhere, any roster. Yep. Until last week, he was over 20 points every game. And then last week he got hurt. So I think Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. KJ Osborne. Yep. Even KJ Osborne is now interesting as a flex play while Jay Jets is out. But we're thinking 2024 and beyond. I'm not worried about a four week stint in 2023 when I'm thinking forward. So Jay Jets may actually be an viable if you're rebuilding right now because he's hurt, but here as the fifth player off the board, like I said to you, you can make a case for having the number one wide receiver going forward for several years at the very least, wherever you want to slide that because it's gotten a little bit farther away from Chase, at least until Chase puts up 50 this week. (laughs) I mean, he's probably the easiest non-quarterback to move for a top seven quarterback, so that's worth having. The hamstring injury is not going to be nothing into next year, so this is still a solid spot for me. If I was drafting this year and starting this year you'd have a move but with the way these quarterbacks have been going you gave similar advice to gina when she was considering trading justin jefferson to secure a qb and that was that was basically our take is like i'm not really trading him unless i'm getting one of the top qbs because he gives you access to those where otherwise few players are going to give you access to that kind of a player in a trade so and he also scores like a qb yeah 100 yep. <laughs> percent it's like yeah, having a quarterback in a non-quarterback <laughs> position yep. i also took him here because i I just didn't want to choose between the next three that I probably would have had to choose. So speaking of which, these were these were tougher picks just because they haven't had the season we were hoping for. But all right, Nick, tell them who you... Tell them who you pick next. This is the beginning of like a five-player tier where it's going to kind of depend on how the season shakes out, where I'm going to end up wanting these guys next year. So with each one, you can make a case why he would be there. And Lamar Jackson has been good every single year. It's been fine, and he doesn't even have that fantastic of weapons. Andrew's missing time, and Odell hurt for whatever nothing he was worth. (laughs) 
and he, he's still fine. He's still fine. His uh, he loses multiple RBs a season, every season. A lot of it is is that one, it's a consistent top end QB in Superflex, and I'm not thinking much more than like three years out into the future, and he won't be 30. So it's good enough for me here as the 1.06. I have no argument against Lamar there. All right. If you look at average, he's the QB 12. So there's like yeah. a bunch of other QBs there. And there's two QBs that are going to go right after him. Where if you said, I'd rather have that guy, I'm not going to argue with you too much. Yeah. I mean, quarterbacks really got shaken up in only just the first couple of weeks of the season. I went with Burrow next and he has not looked great. And the Bengals have not looked great. He's just played in enough games where he's kind of getting that early slump kind of overlooked for me. And I still like him right over here. I did a startup after week one, two and three and Burrow fell in price each week because it it has been abysmal and then all of a sudden this week it's like boom here's three touchdowns for chase who's always open like (laughs) 7-eleven burrow's not going to finish the year with 200 fantasy points he's going to score well i i I know it sucked having him score a couple points a week the first couple of weeks but he's bouncing back yeah so you're you're basing your pick on the burrow that we've seen not the burrow at the start of this season it's more like you have to look at the quality of the player like this is the exception not the norm no no i'm not projecting a calf injury and (laughs) i still like him right where i like him he's still young looks like i got a little bit of a value on him yep yeah for sure all right 108 here that pick is the consensus pick and we all agreed on we actually all agreed that it was one of three players and we had to ask the chat what they thought (laughs) (laughs) like yeah it's one of them yeah it's tua and you can make an argument that maybe you want Tua more than Lamar. His weapons are better. He's younger, and he's been even more productive so far this season. So what exactly makes you want Lamar more than Tua? You can make that argument. It's always been the concussions or whatever, and we advise this offseason that maybe that's being a little bit overweighed. This was one of our targets here in the offseason. You're projecting to 2024. If you project that you know once every five weeks the Dolphins are going to put up 70, then Tua's going to be definitely worth this spot. I mean, not even 70. That team is so <laughs> damn quick. Like, he can just throw a three-yard pass to anybody on his team, and they could take it 99 yards any given play. Yep, and he hasn't been bad either. They were, like, trying to call it, like, the greatest show on turf. But, man, watching the Dolphins is fun. That's a quick team. That's an explosive team. And there's a lot of players on that team that can put up points. And I want the quarterback in the middle of all of that. Mm-hmm. They're the greatest show on half-sunny fields. On, on grass, I guess. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Tired of listening to everybody count him out because of the concussion and the concussions but you know most memorably the one that we all watched him have and scared us all and he came out with something to prove and he has more than done with more than done that he's definitely the Tua prior to that injury that we were seeing blow up and that now week after week is just going out there and crushing it so I love Tua here it's not like they're gonna fire the coach coach is doing awesome and they're also also putting pieces around him that they also picked up his fifth year option for next year meaning i think we go into next year and we may not even get all the way to week one before tua is signed to some kind of an extension so once Tua's is paid where do you rank tua so there's an argument that he could slide up higher than where we're taking him right here by next year assuming he stays healthy which is so interesting because if you think where we drafted tua in startup drafts going into this season he was a huge value pick so it was like Tua and Dak would
would always be there. And usually Tua, I think, would go maybe over Dak. But that was a value pick. And now he is going to be way higher than that. I know. But even with Tua, besides the concussions, he had like the hip injury and, and the other injury. And every year he's missed significant time. So that all was baked into his value at that point. Mm-hmm. That's why he wasn't going higher. There wasn't, a, there wasn't a season that he played healthy and put it together. If he gets hurt this season, then it's a trend. <laughs> that risk is baked in. One injury is not going to be like he got injured for the first time. It's going to be like he got injured for the third season in a row. That's going to more negatively impact his value than if Hertz got an injury. All right, back to me. And I went, there's a couple I could have gone with, but I, I was psyched to get Bijan Robinson here. Oh, yeah. I don't love much on Atlanta right now, but I, I would be really, really happy if I scored Bijan. I think he was a must have in this in this position. If they're going to move the ball, it's definitely not going to be with Redder. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, we need, we need a new quarterback <laughs> in Atlanta bad. He's 21. That's a baby. Oh, man. He's just over 21 and a half. Got to sell him soon. <laughs> he's getting old. <laughs> you get to next year, he's 22 oh. and a half to start the season. He's still younger than probably most of the RBs you're going to have taken in, you will have taken in your rookie drafts. Yes. And he's already probably the most valuable one, almost undeniably at this point. Now, Brees Hall. I really think there's a chance that he could fight his way back up to RB1, but we're talking about Bijan. I don't know if there's anybody who's going to be thinking that next year they're going to want somebody more than Bijan in Dynasty. A lot of these other RBs we like even coming up soon are going to be 25 and a half or older. He's one of the few young ones, and he's already unanimously basically the top one. This is another one where it's like, if you just wanted to say, you know what, Bijan may not be worth winning these QBs in trade, but I'm going to take Bijan and take a value at QB in the second round or something. There's a lot of arguments where you can kind of slide Bijan. So it's the same deal why I was like, man, this is just a tier where it just kind of depends. But yeah, Bijan was a smart pick as far as I'm concerned. Thank you. I don't really have too much to say on Bijan. He's clearly RB1 for me. He's good anywhere in this range. So if Burrow is going to be good, it's probably going to be because Chase is good. Assuming Chase doesn't get traded like he's apparently requested multiple times. Complain that he was always open and then this week, here's three touchdowns. You know, chill. So hopefully chill and everything's gravy train. If you like Burrow in the future, you gotta like Chase in the future. Higgins is probably a free agent next year and it doesn't seem like he's gonna be signed, but with Higgins there, this is where Chase is at. So with Higgins gone, does it? no matter who they put next to him, I don't know if there's anything that's gonna damage Chase's value, especially since Burrow is paid as well. An alpha target hug, target hug on that team regardless of who's there. <laughs> the cat is we breaking in. <laughs> Literally the cat just, I you're going no, through the cat door and let himself in. <laughs> All right. Every episode, uh, different pet. <laughs> Last week, my dog... The damn parrot flew in the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, here comes Annie, too. Like, right behind him. Like, oh, you got my mommy? <laughs> so last week, or the last recording, all of a sudden you hear... And Annie is outside of the door, like, squeaking her stupid toy. And I was like, oh, God, I am so 
about to get reprimanded. And I'm like, Nick, he's like, yes, I can hear that. I'm like, oh, Annie. Squeaky? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, so we're back to you, Papa. Okay. This pick might heavily be recency bias, but man, Fields looked really good for the last couple of weeks. And if that guy can throw and run, I, I think this will be the lowest he'll be at. But if that team can't win. I remember being scared in the NFL draft as the Eagles came on the clock with Hurts. Like, oh my God, they're going to pick a quarterback. Just not good enough. They're going to have a high pick. They're going to take a quarterback and it's going to, somebody's going to replace or we're going to trade fields. It could be a Hurts story where he's good for fantasy and maybe he gets better with probably another coach. I don't know if they'll have the same coach next year. He's doing well enough that as long as fields is starting, he should be starting in your fantasy football lineup. So I'd imagine that would be the same if he was on another team. I think it would be wild for him to be the backup to some other quarterback like a Lance scenario, like him go that route. Like who does he back up? Like Lamar and that's it? No, like Caleb Williams next year or something oh, yeah. in 2024. So there's a little bit of risk. You're going to be sitting in the NFL draft hoping that it works out for Fields through the offseason. But I got to think that he's going to be a starter. He's a starter when he's a starter for your fantasy football team. So can't argue with the pick. I got burned by not starting Fields this week. I, I just needed to see that it wasn't just one freak game, that there was going to be some consistency. And I made the poor choice of starting Dak over Fields. I know. Okay, the crowd goes, meh. Um, and I did, and it didn't work out. And I actually lost by like one point or something ridiculous. Two points, maybe. So Fields put up like 40 points, and uh, I would have won. So, you know, lesson learned. Fields starts over Dak. Yeah, I try not to start quarterbacks that are playing against San Francisco. That's a good thing. And then also, Dak hasn't been doing that great. I hope he turns it around, because I've got a decent chunk of Dak. Me too. Yeah, because Dak was that mid-range, if you were going to wait on quarterback, Dak and Tua were that mid-range target that if you could get one of those two, you were feeling pretty good. You stacked the top half of your roster, and then you're like, all right, I'm still good with these quarterbacks. And Tua working out beautifully, and Dak, not so much. (laughs) And Dak was the older but safer option. Yeah, he was. Not no more. Boy, he's still older. Yeah, yeah, that's a constant. (laughs) He's consistently older. All right, so moving from the fields into... Well, I don't know. I don't have anything for that. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, just above the just law. Just above the law. <laughs> <laughs> so we did uh, our consensus pick here was Trevor Lawrence. Trevor's struggled a little bit. I don't know if he's struggled or the team has struggled, but he hasn't put up the most fantasy points we'd like to see out of him or that we know he's capable of. But still, I think he is a great quarterback capable of doing great things. So I'm I was good with him here and would be very comfortable still taking him in this spot in a startup draft. I mean, he's certainly underperforming this year, but they have the pieces around him. They obviously want to put a team around him, and he's young, still great prospect. I'll take him at the dip here. He was usually going, like, what, four or five picks earlier? Yeah. In the offseason. Yeah, but he hasn't had one game over 20 points this season, but, like, when you watch him play, it's not like he's playing poorly. He's playing fine. It just hasn't produced big fantasy scores on a weekly basis for Lawrence yet. I mean, ETN's been partially the beneficiary of 
of that who might sneak into this draft. But how I said it when we were doing this is pedigree is probably the tiebreaker there where Stroud has been doing awesome and he's younger, but Lawrence was always a better prospect. So Lawrence hasn't done anything to really make you think that he's not. He's still been good. It just hasn't been great fantasy production. Neither one is like a game-breaking rushing QB. So yeah, I have no problem taking Lawrence over what would be Noble's next pick. And I went with the rookie who is just going out there and kicking arse and taking names. And that is CJ Stroud, who arguably maybe should have been who the Panthers ended up picking, but he's definitely showing out this season. Yeah. Good thing they got rid of DJ Moore. The Panthers? What? Yeah. The Panthers are just, they're so bad, but you know what? They're not even as bad as the Patriots. The Patriots are so much worse. In those uh, three auction startups that I did after week one, two, and three, C.J. Stroud was the number six quarterback after week three in highest price paid. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's the order it would go in a, in a startup that's a snake draft, but he's been extremely sought after, especially recently. Like, he's broken 20 points twice, almost broke it a third time, where Lawrence isn't getting there. So, man, and he's doing it with weapons that I would say are probably worth worse than like Ridley and Kirk and then Zay Jones and Ingram. Like, I think I'd rather have that in ETN than what Stroud's working with, which I mean, I like Nico Collins. He's been doing good. Tank Dell has been a nice little surprise. Robert Woods is still lost in the woods. (laughs) He's like 152. (laughs) Robert Woods is still on an active (laughs) roster. You taking him here is saying that this is the QB1 of this class, which is a drastic change from what it was all offseason. Yeah, this is too much hype. I don't not like like the pick, but like this seems like really high for Strad for me. The consistency has been really nice for the the last few weeks, but I don't know. I'm not ready to put him here yet. Would he be with so much buzz around CJ Stroud and excitement and people just like him and his name keeps coming up in the fantasy world? Is he worth a pick here to turn around and trade? Like if you were drafting it today, maybe you could sell him now for more than what he'd be worth next year. You thinking that he kind of levels out, becomes a more normal rookie. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you got you've got that recency bias going on where there there are people out there who are seeking out cj stroud they just really like him and they think he's the next big thing is he worth maybe taking a little higher and then trying to get two pieces for him that maybe work out to be more valuable are you saying that he's eventually going to throw an interception in his career never the the probability (laughs) let me get my magic eight ball out the probability is likely (laughs) it hasn't happened yet oh no haven't seen it i'm just saying would he be a piece that you might draft and then immediately put on the trade block. Yep. If there's a startup going on now, I'm going to be much more likely to take Stroud than I would have been during the offseason. I don't know. You can make an argument where, okay, I'm not going to quite believe in Stroud yet. I'm going to move him down to like the back end wide receiver one tier, like Garrett Wilson, Alave, Waddle kind of area and have Stroud mixed in with them. I think I swapped the 1.04 1.05 for like Garrett Wilson, Waddle, Alave. Those were trades I made. You can make an argument that maybe he's still kind of in that range and hasn't broken out of it yet, but it's not perfectly clear. His uh, future is a little strouded. And I will say, in hindsight, had I known that this draft was going to go the way it does in two more picks, I would have picked differently here. I'm just saying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Facts. (laughs) Moving right along. (laughs) 
the only other RB I think that could eventually become the RB1 without a B. John Robinson injury is Brees Hall, and I don't even think that... I don't say that. I don't even think that can happen, but I think he can get really close. Like, his value still is climbing. He's coming back off the injury. He was supposed to start slow. He might have even started on Pup, but he didn't, and then they got Dalvin Cook, so it's like all this worry about Brees Hall, and he does nothing but rip off 70-yard runs like every other game, and looks awesome. He looks like the Brees Hall that was the 1.01 in RBs at one point during the season last year, and it's back again. Now, Bijan Robinson, a couple years younger, but I mean, Brees Hall's only 23. You're looking forward to next year. Uh, he's 23 and a half. I mean, like, Brees Hall's only 22 right now, I should say. He's going to be the same age as some rookies coming in, and you're going to want Brees Hall more than any rookie RB you're getting in next year's class, assuming he stays healthy. I think there's an argument for Brees Hall to climb from where he's being selected here. Not by much, but this is picking him close to ceiling, but who aren't you when you're picking the top 24? Uh, this is pick 202. There's not much higher he can really go, mm-hmm. like in a startup, but could, I mean, he could theoretically pass Bijan. That could happen. I could see him doing it. He's electric. You watch him. I would see somebody picking Christian McCaffrey over Brees Hall. Not Maybe not us, but in a league, I can see somebody still being married to Christian McCaffrey before this in a top 24. The next CMC injury, you're going to see a catastrophic drop in CMC's value. He'll be 28 and a half next year. It's going to be really hard to look at a 28 and a half year old RB and take them in the top 14 picks of your draft. It's going to be hard in a dynasty startup. If he gets out of this season healthy, I would think he would go above. Unless Brees Hall continues to put up games like he just had, then then we're good. Especially when you're drafting close to the season, you got all the redraft drafters doing dynasty startups and those those names get that extra little boost up the boards. Yeah. Like Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Going way too early. But not like CD Lamb. Oh, no. yeah, I went with CD Lamb next. I think he was your wide receiver three all offseason. And I think he's still my wide receiver three. That makes sense. He hasn't moved for me much. I know he's not having a spectacular year, but he's still about he's still top, what is he like wide receiver sixteen? Yep, it hasn't been bad. It's it's quick that everyone forgets that Lamb was the wide receiver one during the fantasy football playoffs last year. He has that potential within him. He's only 24 and a half currently, 25 and a half next year. He's still got multiple years of being one of the most coveted wide receivers that you can have in fantasy footballs. You have to think that it's still going to be Dak there, that something gets worked out, or maybe it gets better, or maybe just Dak and Lamb get better as the season goes on. Uh, there's only one other argument I think you could make, and then he got dinged this week, so it's like, nah, not him. And that's who we would have picked next. He'll be back week one. Yeah, yeah, next year. <laughs> the uh, consensus pick was, you know, I do feel like I still kind of got him because this this pick is a accumulation of the three of us, and mm-hmm. I'm part of that. So in a in mm-hmm. a way, I still got him on my roster. At least that's how I'm working through you it. You told us not to pick I him. I did tell you not to pick him. But <laughs> you said don't pick him because I want him next. So yes. I said, okay, so that's your I pick. I did, <laughs> but I will say this was the right pick, and I just mm-hmm. want to say how proud I am of the two of you for actually moving him up in the ranks where he deserves to be. And for our Mm -hmm. listeners who know me even at all, you only have had to listen to one other episode. I love Amon Ra St. Brown, the sun god. And that is who we picked here in our consensus pick. And the consensus was was rapid fire. I mean, it was like I threatened their lives. And then it was like (laughs) Amon Ra, Amon Ra. And I'm like, I'm losing this. (laughs) 
Mm -hmm. This really feels like if I can't have him, no one can. A hundred percent. My nails are dug in so deep and I (laughs) needed a minute of a timeout from Nick and Mike after this. (laughs) He's stuck on team four. Yeah. This is higher than I would have had him. Would have not had him over Garrett Wilson with Aaron Rodgers there. But with Wilson and Wilson, Jets law firm, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not nearly as excited about Garrett Wilson. So, yep, I'm on. I don't care if you're a little ding right now. You're fine next year. I think they might even work out some kind of contract with Goff, and it's still the same old, same old. I'm on going crazy, and Iowa tight ends enjoying everything Amon does for him. Mm. I'm on your side. Mm, I'm on fire. That's the right pick here. I really don't know the Jets quarterback situation. Otherwise, I might have Wilson up here. But if there's any possibility at all, it's Zach Wilson or something else questionable going into 2024. How much do I really want Zach Garrett Wilson again over him? Maybe AJ. I don't know. I, I like where you got him there. So I picked Amon Ra in all of my drafts that I got him. I actually picked him over Garrett Wilson this year, over Olave and Waddle. Those three, if they were on the board, I picked Amon Ra over those three. And I just want to tell you that that was obviously the right choice. <laughs> yep, especially for thinking 2024 and beyond. <laughs> I was already ahead of the game. <laughs> Had my magic eight ball out. <laughs> I know you were taking Zach Moss too. Every draft last off season. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't technically get him on my team over here, but he was on our community team, and so that's that's good. Back to me. After they snipe me, I <laughs> I pretty much quit the na- the rest of the draft. <laughs> them I'm quitting. <laughs> so my next pick was actually originally an accident. I I went to click on the player just to sort of like look at his... Here come the excuses. I know. I did. No, I literally <laughs> clicked on... I clicked on draft when I should have been clicking on the player because I wanted to look at his game log and sort of what he's been doing. And I mean, I, contrary to popular belief, I go in and I do look at these things. I don't know that I read them properly, but I do look at these things. I try to seem smart. And I I went with AJ Brown here. Now, I don't think Nick and Mike are necessarily going to agree with this pick because I think they both would have had Garrett Wilson and possibly Olave Waddle, but only because of age. Only because of age. I think that there still needs to be players drafted in your dynasty leagues that are going to put up big scores week after week to win you. Like, you can't always be looking at the future. You have to put pieces together that are going to win you championships. AJ Brown is one of those pieces that is a consistent points maker on your roster. Yes, he's what? 27 years old? He's 26 right now. He's going to be 27 for 24. Yeah, he's tw- he'll be 27 next year. Okay. This is a great pick, Gina. Oh, yeah. okay. You're getting three peak years of one of the best wide receivers in football on one of the best offenses in football. I will easily take that here. I know he's not 21 years old. He's not 22 years old. You're probably not looking at six years of production, but three peak years from a top three, top four wide receiver on one of the best teams in football. I'm taking that all day here. Yeah. So Nick kept asking me if I wanted to change my mind. And I was like, no, you know what? I actually really like AJ Brown here. I'm I'm sticking with it. Obviously, it was a subconscious pick that I needed to make and I stuck with it. Mm-hmm. Trust the noble touch, even when it's accidental. Yes. It, my, fa- my sources <laughs> point to AJ Brown. <laughs> 
I, I like a lot of what you're saying. It's almost getting too cute looking at A.J. Brown being like, mm, 27, he's too old. Eh. When the good wide receivers are going to last a couple more years, especially when they're not just predicated on speed, even though Tyreek is kind of breaking that rule himself. I think if you're taking Garrett Wilson over him, it's because Garrett Wilson kind of balls out even with Zach Wilson, and then next year they have a QB upgrade, whether it's Rodgers or somebody else or Cousins or someone, they get a good, another good QB there, and then you have 24-year-old. Garrett Wilson for his entire prime of his career when he's already kind of been hanging out in this range anyways. So I don't have any problem with picking A.J. Brown there. I think that's probably really the right choice. Well, good. Glad you agree. Yeah. Good <laughs> Thank job. Thank you. You got a gold star. Thank you. And who's the, who's the guy who took Wilson? Oh, yeah. What's this pick? Yeah. <laughs> what's this pick? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, Garrett Wilson here, and that's uh, for the reasons previously described. I think it's going to be Rogers cousins are better next year. I doubt very much that it's a Zach Wilson. I like it better than I debated really having Olave. Yeah, all right. Olave is the same age as Garrett Wilson, so it just kind of depends on the QB situation next year. Uh, he's a year and a half younger than Jalen Waddle. Yep, no problem, Garrett Wilson. I thought I was going to be a Jets fan this year, and then Rogers went down, so maybe I'll be a Jets fan next year. Yeah, that was disappointing. Sorry, Mike. No, it's okay. I just wanted to watch good football, and when you have to watch the New York market games and one of them is the Giants and the other is the Jets. Oh. It's kind of like what you get to deal with. It's so mm. Especially at 4 o'clock when they only give you one game for some reason <laughs> and it's a New York team. Oh, yeah, yep. Good luck, guys. And, and then you guys get all the our primetime games, which we earned from last year. I'm sorry, guys. Oh. It's so depressing <laughs> it's in New York great. right now. <laughs> yeah, like I, I loved Garrett Wilson last year. I was really excited going into this year. Unfortunately, like Zach Wilson is that bad. You know, it's really tough to put up numbers with him throwing the football. So if it's any Buddy, but Zach Wilson in 2024. I like Garrett Wilson here as well. Boom, boom. And I ended up, I followed up with Anthony Richardson. I know another guy that just got hurt again, but we're drafting for 2024. And this guy has done everything that, in a short sample size, has done pretty much everything we thought he could do when he was drafted. Throw the football, run the football. The guy's a freaking linebacker when he's running the football, which might be a little dangerous. Hopefully he does work on that. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get hurt. Oh, wait. Yeah, as long as he doesn't get hurt, which he just <laughs> oh, did. <wait>. So, again. <laughs> You know, if we can work on that, I really liked what I saw with him. And obviously, we'd want him to improve in the passing game. But any guy that's going to score two or three touchdowns on the ground in the game, somebody you want to play quarterback. So speaking of injury, do you think if he hadn't had the injuries he's had so far, he would be up where, like, Stroud is? He'd be over Stroud. Yeah. Where would you have taken him if he hadn't had any injuries? Where do you think he'd be? I'd have to fight myself over Lawrence there between 12 and where Stroud went. You too, Nick. I don't know if I would necessarily be that aggressive yet, but even right now, now after get putting up like diddly squat he's still one of the better qbs his average is like the 13th um he's been able to put up over 20 point games in his young rookie season and that's not being the best passer he's been able to feed Pittman enough to make Pittman valuable he's been good enough while he was healthy it's just he's had a couple problems being healthy so if you just eliminated turned injuries off like madden then yeah he's gonna be higher but his problem is is that you can't turn injuries mm -hmm. off in real life unfortunately that would be lovely yeah my fantasy roster oh. would be so happy <laughs> <laughs> I have a league right now that I had, which I'm back-to-back -back champion. And like this this year, I still had a really good team going into the season. I lost Chubb. I have Barkley. I just lost Jefferson. I, I'm just mm -hmm. like, you know what? Just hang it up. Like this is bad. <laughs> I think I. Oh, and I had Amon Ra. Gina, and I had Amon Ra. Gina, every Surprise. single team that I have has Dobbins, Daniel Jones, <laughs> and Bryce Young on it. Oh. 
<laughs> yeah, that's that's bad. Not every team, but like those are players I have forty yeah. plus of each. Yeah. Those are the leagues where this draft is for you. Yeah, <laughs> this is called rebuild. This, this is this is what I'm looking for right now. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're even helping ourselves on this mm. podcast. We take our own advice. <laughs> All right, so consensus pick. Where where are we at? The two oh eight. eight. Okay. Word. And we um, already mentioned his name, but it's Olave, 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 Olave. I can't not sing it. So Chris Olave at the two oh eight. You guys already touched on it. At least has a quarterback right now throwing to him, which is where him and Wilson were kind of. But you still went Wilson above Olave because we're thinking twenty twenty four here. Yep, and I don't know. It's Assuming Carr doesn't re-injure his shoulder, then it could even be better for Olave. It's not like Michael Thomas is getting any younger. They could definitely draft or bring somebody else in, but uh, still a young and wide receiver one who's under 24 right now will be like 24 next year. This, These are the best years to get in. Like, it's probably sweetness from now on if uh, Olave's trend continues. This is the biggest change for me just in philosophy-wise because usually this would be a whole bunch of running backs. Like all the 23, 24, 25-year-old running backs of years past. Well, now all of those are older. We've got some younger ones creeping up. We'll have some rookies next year that mix in here. But as of right now, these are the players I'm most confident in. And a lot of those are these younger wide receivers that have already flashed to be good. But the Lave, like you mentioned, as long as Derek Carr doesn't injure his shoulder again, I mean, what's the worst case scenario? Maybe Winston gets out there and chucks the ball downfield to him and we're on slants and throws five interceptions of 500 yards a game. <laughs> I think that's good. I think that's probably like the best situation for him, for, you know, to happen for him. He's like the definition of organized chaos. <laughs> and as far as the shift in the running backs, I mean, I agree with you completely. And I'm really noticing a lot of the value in running back being in towards those aging vets in the mid and later rounds where they're mm-hmm. really tanking in value, where you can kind of fill a, you know, the running back position on a team with some mid range capital. Yep. And there's honestly, there's so few of the younger ones. Like there's only what there's three in this draft that will be younger than 25 next year. In, our, in the top 24 players. And going after that, there's not many else. You know, with Gibbs isn't going to make this draft, but uh, would be another young one. And then whatever rookies are coming in next year, everyone else is already past that initial prime stage. It's just like a really weird landscape. Even like guys like Swift, who we're, we were so high on, and then this whole offseason, his value gets completely train wrecked, and then he goes to Philly and kind of does everything we knew he could do. Yep, and even then on Philly. It's like, where do you, put, where do you value a guy like that? He was late and was still something where it's like nope he's just going to be someone who's a value for you and he's actually risen up probably to where I was over hyping him to during the offseason I traded him away in a league for Zay Flowers and Jerry Judy in a league I needed wide receivers and had a bunch of RBs nice definitely just moved him in a league too I forget what I I got like I got a first and player and a couple and like a second very nice um yeah it's it's really interesting the way that the running back the drafting of the running back is shifting so much. Um, I think a lot of the bell cow running backs are kind of gone. There's maybe maybe a few, but it's starting to look like the wide receivers are the way to go and then sort of trickle in running backs as the value falls. So it is interesting the way that when I first started playing fantasy football with, with your group, you could if you were drafting with these guys, you knew all of the running backs were going first. There wasn't going to be a single 
double running back left by the fourth round. And now it's just, it's just shifting so much. Yeah. And part of it is, is that previously the difference between the wide receiver one and the wide receiver 12 was really close. It was like, you weren't getting a big advantage by getting the best wide receiver instead of just waiting. You were getting a big advantage at running back instead of just waiting. Yeah. Now there's only just a couple of these running backs and the top wide receivers have really kind of like separated themselves in value from the next big group of wide receivers. So I don't know that wide receivers are worth more. I know that these very top ones are worth more than they usually are in comparison to the rest of the wide receivers, the top ones to the rest of the group. So the 209, which is going to be my last pick uh, in this top 24, I went with Jalen Waddle. I want a player who is getting good targets on a fantastic offense right now with a great quarterback. So Jalen Waddle with what was there, definitely okay with him at this pick. Yep, he hasn't had his 50-point game. He has had injury thing that he was dealing with. He's already missed one game. Uh, he had a decent game last week, but he's just another one of the explosive options there. And it sounds like a Chan is going to go on IR, so that's just one less explosive option and oh, probably no. something more important for Waddle. Waddle, for the rest of the season, maybe a little bit of an uptick. A chain, it sounds like four weeks uh, is a possibility. They'll definitely know by the time they hear this podcast. Yep, if you love all the weapons and the offense and the coach and Tua, you gotta love Waddle because he's gonna be the next Tyreek when Tyreek turns to dust here before too long. A slow start for him. Great place to buy him in a dip, I think. Yep. Let's walk into your next pick, Nick. Oh, dang. <laughs> Kenneth oh, is no. there. <laughs> this is like an RB1 this season, and this is another example of a running back who isn't actually past that like 24 threshold. He's currently 23. He'll be 24 to start next year. He'll He's like a year and a half younger than like ETN. He's a little bit older than Brees Hall and, you know, a year, over a year older than Bijan. But one of the only ones where I can still get those first contract initial years. I don't think that Charbonnet is going to be like something that takes Walker's job eventually. Walker's been great so far and he's getting a ton of carries, which why are RBs not worth as much? Well, there's fewer bell cows and more committee backfields. Well, Walker is now going to be a committee backfield. Well, he was rocking how many carries last game? 20, 17 carries in his last game. And before that, he carried the ball 18 times and had three catches. Before that, he had 17 carries. So it's a little better than what you might expect from somewhat of a split backfield. But when you're getting 15 plus carries and you're a young one and you're also getting uh, some of the goal line work, he's currently an RB1 and he's young. I like it. Uh, I know he's had injury things in the past, but it's he's not hurt right now. So projecting forward, I think I'm still going to want him as one of my favorite RBs next year. If you're touching the ball more than 15 times in an NFL game, that, that's like a modern NFL bell cow. You don't really get too much better than that usually. Mm-hmm. Not, unless you're like Zach Moss. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Zach I Moss. I know. I was a little surprised <laughs> at this just because we don't really know right now. I guess you got your magic eight ball out. Oh, we know. Oh, we know. Well, the Colts think they do because they paid him. Mm. They paid yeah, him. so far what I'm seeing is every time a player gets paid, they stop playing. So I'm a little concerned about him getting paid. I kind of think it was the opposite with Jonathan Taylor, which is who Papa selected here with this next pick, who <laughs> <laughs> we haven't mentioned yet. Uh, no, we're, we're talking about Zach Moss here. Yeah, yeah. Jonathan Taylor finally got paid, and he hasn't been playing because he wasn't paid. So, <laughs> or he was 
hurt. He was. Apparently, he was still being worked in slowly because it was the Zach Moss show. But I think <laughs> you look forward to next year. The second contract is scary with running backs, but Jonathan Taylor was a beast beforehand. So as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to be one of your more coveted RBs next year as well. A former 1.01 running back. Former 1.01 running back. I still think he'd be easily be a top five running back for you next year and get a couple of years out of him. So I still like him in this range. But man, Zach Moss. <laughs> Anyone else getting crazy offers for him? Because I've been... I had one guy in one league just he offered me Zach Moss like individually for way too many different players and mm-hmm. I just what well, didn't want any part of it yeah I just regret taking all the Zach Moss out of lineups when Jonathan Taylor was active me too I definitely and putting, and putting Jonathan Taylor in yeah I definitely yeah. had Zach Moss on a couple of my lineups that I was like ooh should have kept him in <laughs> yeah. yeah so do we think Zach Moss is gonna just completely fall off now like I know that no you think they're they're both gonna no, they paid jonathan taylor they're not gonna run jonathan taylor into the ground at that point zach moss i think will still see some work i'm not saying he's getting the work he's been seeing now yeah but you know he'll see good he'll see decent you know backup work and he's been holding his own right like he's been doing yeah. fine colts have always been known for having a decent offensive line yeah they rush the ball pretty well but we'll see how it's, it is with the gardener the gardener <laughs> Mm-hmm. Does he still have the mustache? He's got it. And if he doesn't, I'll draw it. <laughs> I'll draw it on your TV screen. You're like following him around. Yeah. Cool <laughs> little sharpie. Dry, no dry erase. Don't use a sharpie. Try to erase. I gotta erase it. Move. Oh, he moved. All right. Well, uh, last pick here at the two twelve. We're rounding it out with a running back, and our consensus pick was a Travis Etienne. I love the pick. He's currently the RB nine in average, and he was RB one this last week. It's been to the detriment of Trevor Lawrence a little bit, where he's the one soaking up the touchdowns. But you talk about modern bell cow. He carried the ball twenty six times last week and had four catches. That was was fantastic. Uh, he had 20 carries the week prior. Had 19 carries the week before that. Travis Etienne's a bell cow. I thought it was going to be like more of a split show with Bigsby. Bigsby getting a lot of the between the tackle work and Etienne maybe catching some more passes or something, but it really just looks like they're just going to run Etienne. So maybe that's not great for a 2024 value and beyond necessarily, but when we're, when we're excited about Kenneth Walker getting 17 to 20 touches, then we have to be excited about Etienne getting 20 plus. I like the pick year, but I keep looking, and I think I would have gone a different direction now looking back. But I do love ETN here and going into 24. That You don't see a running back that touches the ball that much. He was supposed to when he came in, he was supposed to be the receiving guy. You know, not getting the between the tackle work, and it's the opposite of that. He's getting everything. Yeah, he's almost the exact same age as Jonathan Taylor, but he isn't paid. No, not yet. Not yet. If at all. Alright, well this is what I always think is the easy part of the draft. The, these are always sort of you can't go wrong with these picks. There's only so many ways you're going to change it up. So this is the easy stuff. We start getting into, in my opinion, some of the stuff where I have to make more tougher decisions. Uh, Mike likes to get into the sexy players mid-draft. So we'll be getting into his hot sugar honeys of the draft. (laughs) Yeah, it's because it's that sexy 40 to 50 range. Sexy 40 to 50. (laughs) Mike loves him some sexy 40s. <laughs> you said this was easy, but we, on the eighth pick, we had to pull the entire <laughs> that is true. group chat there, to figure out what we were going with. There were a couple 
of places in here that were tricky, but then when you get past that hump, then it's like, okay, the next couple, you know, it's almost like tiers where you reach that <laughs> tier and it's like, mm, I don't know which one of these three. Like I would trade back because I don't want to make this choice. I think that's called awareness of risk and awareness of variance. Only the Sith deal in absolutes. Which is an absolute. Usually. Oh, that sounded very deep. <laughs> like, is that like Star Wars stuff? The only time I've ever... Yeah, oh, okay, I'm like, yeah. I know the Sith is Star Wars. <laughs> mm. oh. oh. I'm sorry, peace, love, and prosper in a galaxy far, far away. Yeah, but peace, love, and prosper was Star Trek. <laughs> it is definitely one of my favorite lines from Star Wars because only the Sith deals in absolutes is an absolute. Aww. And it's not a Sith saying it, so it kind of shows how contradictory they are. Let's just pull that Mike's heartstrings over Star Wars. That was so sweet. All right. Well, that rounds out the top 24 and the first of five in our mock draft top 120 players. So hopefully we gave you some good information. Make sure you save this. I don't know. Take notes. Like take notes in these next five sessions because you're going to want this information when you get into 2024 and you've got your drafts starting up. So uh, as we already mentioned, peace, love, and prosper. And we hope... Stolen. <laughs> no, you did it. You took it. Stolen like Amon. Ah, that was so sad. <laughs> anyway, we hope you enjoyed this episode and we gave you valuable information and we hope we made all of your fantasy dreams come true. So until... On the hub. <laughs> on, the, on the hub. <laughs> so until next time, peace, love, and prosper, we are out for the night. Peace. Have a good night. Yeah. Got Papa yeah. back saying have a good night. Yeah, it's always to have a good night. All, all is right in the world. <laughs> <laughs>